Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Adult abuse. And it's in the news today. And shockingly, uh, today's news says that only one-fifth of adults will actually report abuse by their own children. And this email that we got during the week kind of sums that up. And I wanted to read it out to you in relation to it because I had mentioned it during the week. And it says, Hi Niall, I'm a single woman in my 30s and I have two children. My daughter is 11 and my son is 14 years of age. Over the last two years, my son has changed so much. Don't get me wrong, he's a good kid and, and does really well in school and always gets top of the class. He studies well and doesn't drink or get involved with anything that would bring trouble to the door. She's painting a good picture here, doesn't she? She said, I know you're thinking to yourself, what could possibly be wrong? I'm terrified of him. That's what's wrong. He's nearly six foot tall and well built and very intimidating. He shouts at me and has hit me on a few occasions. His dad left us many years ago and we haven't heard from him since. So I can't get involved, but, or so can't get him involved. But I just can't do this anymore as I really fear for my own safety and my own health. It's always over stupid stuff. Like last week I was cleaning his room and I noticed the door was half open and I saw an empty bowl of cereal in it. I took it out, went downstairs, and I asked him not to be leaving food in his room. He lost it and said, why was I looking in his drawer and started shouting at me? I asked him not to shout at me, and then he came right up to me. I tried to move away, and he put his hand on my neck and pushed me against the wall, telling me to butt out of his life and his business. On another occasion recently, he pushed me to the ground and stepped over me because I tried to ground him from his PlayStation. It's becoming worse and so frightening. And he does this in front of his 11-year-old sister sometimes. Last week he put a hole in the wall when she annoyed him over something. And that's not the first damage he's done to the family home. He's very strong and he can do so much damage. He's a street angel and nobody knows what I'm going through. I'm embarrassed to say anything to anybody. So I've hidden the odd bruise on my arm or legs when he grabs me and tries to shake me. I said it to one friend and she suggested I go to the Garda and teach him a lesson. But I can't do that to him as it may damage his future. I still love him so much. He is still my son, and I have a duty and a responsibility to him. I have no idea where he gets this from, because he was never exposed to violent behaviour. Am I on my own feeling like this and being terrified of my own child? Thank you, Don. When you're not on your own, and by the way, it's not just young children, you have elderly people out there who are afraid of their own adult children, i.e., you know, 40 and 50-year-old children. They're terrified of them because they're abusing them, both emotionally, psychologically, physically. They abuse them in every single way. People abuse each other, sadly. It's wrong on every level. But, as I said, in the news today, only one-fifth of adults will actually report abuse by their own child because they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed by the fact that they're frightened of their own child. And sadly, in this situation, because she's a single mum, it's hard enough raising two children, I suppose, but... You know, when there's nobody else around, I hasten to say a man around to put manners on him to some degree, it's going to be more difficult. I don't know whether she has any of the male role models in his life. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe he needs some level of discipline. But he is a big lad now. He's over six. Well, she said he's nearly six foot and well built. It's going to be hard now at this point, isn't it, to go back. But there's clearly something wrong. Why is he threatening his own mother? Why is he beating his own mother? Why is he physically abusing and torturing his own mother? at 14 years of age. What does she do? Let me know what you would do in that situation, or maybe you've been in that situation, and you've been frightened of your own child. 
terrified of your own child. Let me know if you want, what to do if you were in that situation. The number's 087-188-0008 if you want to send us a WhatsApp voicemail or a text or a WhatsApp. If you want to come on the air, by the way, and share an experience, it always it's good to help other people, isn't it? When, you, when they hear your experience, sometimes it may not help them directly, but it makes them feel they're not alone. They're not the only ones out there with that problem, and that's why we like to bring these problems to you. And the number is 0818-942-105 if you want to give us a call, you want to come on the air. Um, it is shocking. It's so sad, actually, to listen to. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be terrified of your own child. Uh, the number is 87 That's our WhatsApp and text number. Send us a message, and the girls will get back to you if you want to come on the air as well. Uh, Morgan, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Morgan? Hi, how are you? Morgan, this is a terrible situation, but not uncommon, but can I point out? No, it's it's not uncommon. I think it's becoming more and more common, mm. um, sadly. Yeah. Um, but there are resources out there um, to, to help with this. Um, my own personal experience um, was somewhat similar to the lady who emailed you. Okay. It was my daughter, and she was uh, 13 at the time. And she had been the perfect child up to that point, you know. She's on the spectrum, um, but it, yeah. it had never, it had never really held her back in any way, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she went to a new school, and she she was she fell in with the wrong crowd, shall we say? Yeah. And became uh, really violent at home. Um, she would throw chairs at me. She would hit me, bite me, uh, push me, any anything that she could get her hands on, she would use as a missile to, mm. to launch towards me. Um, and the same with her father. She would do the same things with him. Now, he's, he's, you know, he's a man. He was yeah. more able for it than I was. Um, but still, you don't. You don't want to fight back because that's the last thing you want to do. So well, even, you can't. He, well, even as a man, you I suppose can't. he he wouldn't want to be seen. He, he's not going to hit his own daughter. You know what no, I mean? No, you, yeah. you can't do that because she's only thirteen. Yeah, and yes, yeah. She, she was strong, but adults obviously are going to be stronger. So you can't you can't do that. Mm. Um, the we ended up um, going to our GP, and we were put in touch with Tusla. In fact, my, my GP offered to make a referral to Tusla um, about my daughter. And that was done because uh, a lot of these violent outbursts were taking place in front of her little brothers. That's the um, problem in this email too, that her, the little 11-year-old daughter is yeah. seeing all this as well. Yeah. yeah. And it was, you know, my, my, my boys were very small. They were six and five. Mm. And they were traumatized by, you know. Of course um, they were, yeah. The six-year-old was having nightmares. I had to sleep in my bed. It was, it was really bad. Um, well, it turns, it turns everybody's life upside down. You know what I mean? It really does. It's absolute misery. Uh, it's, I can't begin to put into words accurately how horrible that, that situation and, is. And you know what? Underneath it all, you will always love your child. And you're... Of course. You're trying to justify your love when somebody's firing somebody at you or beating you or hitting you or pushing you or, whatever, or abusing you just verbally. You're trying to justify the love that you have for them. Do you understand what I'm saying? And saying, which is more important here, the love I have for them or just putting up with this? 
Well, it's it's a balancing act because you see, you have to obviously you love your children and but you have to love yourself as well. Yeah, and it's not just in our case; it wasn't just one child. It was uh, we have four children. Mm-hmm. It was affecting all of the kids. Of course, yeah. And the younger ones were really suffering. Um, and probably affecting your relationship with your partner too, because of the stress. Every, about, every yeah. facet of our lives was yeah. turned upside down. And so we we got a referral from to Chusla, and um, Chusla were incredibly helpful. They were so, so helpful. It was the best decision that was ever made, getting in touch with them. They put us on the waiting list for... It's called Nonviolent Resistance Training or NVR training. Okay. And it's a, um, it's a program that was uh, created for this specific problem. So it's for parents so to be able to deal with violence. it. Yeah. 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 And it was a 12-week course and we went through it and it helped immensely. It helped so much Um and the whole point of it is to de-escalate a situation. If you can see that they're about to go off a, off a cliff face, this, this is where you implement the NVR training. And it, mm. it teaches you how to de-escalate, uh, distract and redirect the situation before yeah. it gets to, that, to the violent point. Yeah. yeah. And so it was, it was wonderful. Um, yeah. And we, 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 it was free. You know, now there was a waiting list. We did have to wait. I think it was about four months, three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was completely free. And it's so, so that gave you the tools to deal with your daughter's behaviour. But d- yeah. did it change your daughter's behaviour when she could see that, you know, it wasn't resulting in violence constantly all the time? Did that then calm her down as well? Or did it change her behaviour or was her behaviour still the same? Well, ultimately what changed her behaviour more was getting her out of that school. Yeah, um, getting her so away that, from the people. Yeah, Getting her away from the people. It actually it transpired throughout everything that what was happening in the school was she was being groomed by a teacher. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and the, the, the teacher had a, a child in the school as well, um, uh, a boy. And uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. That's a, that's a huge complication then into the story then, isn't yeah. it, on top of it? And I'm not saying it justifies everything that you went through, but in saying that, you can see why she went through an awful lot then. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, she had the teachers telling her, teacher, sorry, not, not plural, to, um, to, to do these things to us. She, he, was, he was telling her to do these things. He told her to do whatever you can, act out in, in uh, whatever violent way you can in order to get put into care. And then we will adopt you. Oh, no. You couldn't make it up, but it did happen. You, you, couldn't, ongoing... you couldn't make that up? No, no, no. God. There's an ongoing investigation at the moment with okay. the Garden Child Protection Unit and Tusla. Okay, well, I won't get too much into that then. There's an ongoing investigation into it, but I do hope you get that resolved. And I do hope yeah. you get justice in relation to that. That's absolutely awful. So yeah. that, that to you then, you believe may have been the root to the problem? It was. Yeah. Um, you know, we brought we brought her as well as well as the peers that she was kind of hanging around with as well, which didn't certainly didn't help the individuals that she yeah, was kind of hanging around yeah. with. No, well, like we we brought her through the whole calm 
system yeah. um, through Lucina. Which is a wonderful system if you can get if you can get a child onto it. If you can get into it, yeah. yeah. I mean, the waiting Absolutely. list at the moment, I think, is like 18 months for cows. Oh, that's crazy. And then you've got Jigsaw as well. Jigsaw is a wonderful system as well, a wonderful yeah. place too, you know. Yeah, the, the, these are wonderful, uh, very helpful services and resources mm. if you can access them. So yeah. the access is a problem for many people. I mean, sometimes having to wait, you know, six months or a year is not good enough. Well, most times no. it's not good enough because the child is getting worse and worse and worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how are you now, Morgan? Things have improved hugely. Good. Um, she's gone through a lot of counselling. Um, are you still afraid of, of her? Um, no, no, no. Good, good. Um, mm. But she's doing an awful lot better. Um, mm. I can't stress this enough. The moment we took her out of that school, things changed. Okay, so in relation to this chapter, let's get back to the email because the woman is probably listening. She didn't want to come on the air. We did ask her, but she didn't want to come on. But And I understand it's very difficult for people to talk about things like this because for some people it's very embarrassing. You know, that yeah. she's afraid of her own 14-year-old son. I suppose she doesn't know what to do. In your case, you, there was a, obviously... A couple of things going on. There was the school, the people she was hanging around with, and obviously that teacher that you talk about that there's an ongoing investigation in relation to. But so they were all the contributing factors in the behaviour of your child. But in relation to this kid, she said he's a grade A student, keeps to himself, he's good, he's never brought trouble at the door, he doesn't drink, doesn't do any of those kind of things. So what suddenly changed this 14-year-old when it doesn't, he doesn't seem to, like I'm sure if there was any issues like the ones you've outlined, she would have mentioned them in the email. Or, she, yeah. you know, although brief, she would have mentioned it's something. about may not know about them. Mm, maybe, yeah, maybe. You see, the, the, the problem with um, teenagers these days is they have the internet um, at their fingertips all day long, in many cases, 24 hours a day. And I can't stress it enough, the things that teens do to each other online is abhorrent. It's yeah. just, it's awful. And there are many, many cases out there of kids who will act out at home because it's the only place they can vent because they're being tormented online by other kids and yeah. they have they have no way they have no way to cope with it they don't have the right coping skills they don't have it they don't want to talk to anyone about it because it's hugely embarrassing so they take it out on the they, one they, the ones they, they love one. yeah mm-hmm. so uh, if if she can't pinpoint why this has started if he's still doing well in school if the teachers can't uh, give her any pointers as to why this might be going on. If he's, you know, physically well and fit and healthy, if there's nothing wrong there, like he's not in pain or anything like that, it has to be coming from somewhere. It doesn't just pop up out of the blue. Kids, good kids like that, don't just turn bad. No, no, they don't. There has to be a reasoning behind it. Don't get me wrong, I know physically he's bigger, you know, testosterone can play a huge role in this kind of thing as well. And I understand all that. Boys do tend to get a little bit more aggressive, generally speaking, than girls. Although yeah. in your case, it was slightly different. By the way, just to mention as well, for people interested, the NVR course that you talked about, that's also available through Parent Line, if anybody wants to do that. And again, just to point out, as Morgan says, it's more for parents to deal with the bad behaviour and how to deal with it and how to stop it escalating and getting worse, I suppose, because yeah. we're not... We're not designed to deal with bad behaviour as human beings. Uh, we're designed to deal with good behaviour, bad behaviour, difficult to comprehend. But stay there, Morgan, I, because Kevin, you're on Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How are you doing, Kevin? Niall, how are you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. You went through a similar situation. A similar situation, but slightly different. It was myself and my wife split up, and um, she then found that my 13-year-old daughter was physically assaulting her. 
Okay. And she rang me one night uh, to go down. Or I rang the guards to meet me down there. To meet you and, down there? And the guards met me down there. And we went into the house and we found my wife with a bloody nose, a black eye. Oh, my. And a uh, suspected broken arm. So they arrested from, from your 13-year-old daughter? Yeah, so she was arrested. Unfortunately, we can't get into a personal situation and things that are accusations that have been made. Um, so I would ask you just, Kevin, just to keep that part of it out because they're accusations that have been made and we can't get into them under the air. Okay. But but in relation to, so she was arrested. Your, yeah. Your, your daughter was arrested. And was your daughter violent before that? I mean, I, I'm assuming it just didn't happen one night. It just happened one night. I wasn't at the house. I was no longer at the house anymore. Mm. So she felt she could run the run rule over the house. Um, no, I, no, I do know in a lot of cases it can be you know, if it's one parent on their own, I'm not saying male or female, because that would be unfair of me to say that, but it doesn't primarily more happen, you know, when you've got a single parent, they're generally speaking, they're female. But, you know, where there isn't two parents, you know, to obviously work together, it can be more difficult for a single parent. Of course it can, yeah. Yeah. So, of course it can be more difficult. Um, my so wife, when, you, when, you were, when, when you were with your wife and living with your wife and yeah. your daughter was a bit younger, was she misbehaving? Yeah. Was she the child, type of child that misbehaved or was threatening in her violence in any no, way? No, no violence or threatening. She would misbehave and not do what she was told to do. And, but yeah, I was it's there a teenager to, thing, yeah. of, I was there to sort of say, you're grounded and that's the end of it. You know, and then she just wouldn't she and would her, and would, her, would her mother not say to her after you had gone, you're grounded and that's the end of it? Yeah, well, see, if I, if I said you're grounded, that's the end of it. Uh, she'd fight with me, try and get out the front door. But then, if I left to go to work the following day, she'd have a row with Mammy and get out the door and she'd be gone. So and, and, was, and was your ex-wife, was she afraid of her? Yes. Right. And was, yes. She, uh, and was your daughter... Would she have been tall? I don't know, this maybe sounds silly, but was she taller or bigger than your ex-wife? Yes. Okay, so the, see, this is part of it. I'm just curious, just Morgan, in, your la- in relation to your daughter too, I don't know whether the physicality of this is really important because maybe that can be quite intimidating for a parent if the child is bigger than them. Was your, was your daughter bigger than you? No, no, she wasn't. Okay. Um, in fact, she didn't appear and still doesn't look in any way intimidating at all, you know. Mm. It just no, she wasn't. She's smaller than me. Okay, okay. And how is she now, by the way, Morgan? She's okay. She's fine now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's she's still going through counselling and everything to deal with, yeah. with what happened to her in the school, but yeah. um, she's improved hugely, hugely. How's your daughter now, Kevin? Is how's your daughter now? She's doing okay now, but she still has that uh, nasty streak in her. If she doesn't get her own way. Mm. She's in her twenties now. Oh, okay. You know, and if I say something to her that she's not happy with, she basically tells me to take a run and jump. Well, well, look at it. at this stage; she's twenty years of age, so she's, yeah. she's an independent woman. Yeah, and and exactly. you, you have a right to walk away from her. <laughs> oh yeah, I have, I have to walk away. Yeah. I've never uh, laid a hand on me, and I don't intend to start. No, no, absolutely. Can't. You know, I can't do that. I can't. I have three daughters. I couldn't. I couldn't physically assault one of them. No, the way I was brought up. Do you know what I mean? Well I, well, I think most of us were brought up that way that we shouldn't hit each other, you know. And I suppose, Morgan, this is like being in, you know, in a relationship that's to, where there's domestic violence. There, there's little no, or no difference when yeah. you're actually afraid to come home to your own house just in case somebody hits you. you yeah. Know? I mean, and I, I don't know how that would feel. I, I haven't been in that situation. 
Um, but it must be it must have been awful. If you can can I go back to the the worst moments of it, or the worst time of it? It must have been awful to be standing there saying I love this person, but I'm actually terrified of them. That's a terrible feeling. Yeah, it was. It was. I just didn't sleep for a very long time, you know. Yeah. Um, I actually started taking medication myself to try and uh, cope with. Yeah. Cope with it all, you know. Um, and but, did, did you? I mean, when you, even when taking the medication, did you cope? Did you? I mean, were most days okay? Um, no. No, things went south very quickly and, 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 and got very bad very fast and stayed that way for a good long while so until we figured out what was going on in the school and took her out. And were, um, were you bruised like and physically hurt by her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like when you, when, you're, when you have a chair thrown at you. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. But I didn't, um, I didn't hesitate to get people involved. And I think that's, I think that's kind of the key when this starts, especially if it's just out of the blue, you know, it's, it's, I suppose it might be a little bit different if you have a child that's always exhibited these types of tendencies towards um, violence and things like that. But if you have a seemingly good normal, well-adapted, well-adjusted, uh, capable child who suddenly just goes off the rails, you have to get in there quickly with services and people and professionals. Um, that, w- that, would be, that would be my number one piece of advice for that lady. And, but, sadly, no, but sadly, not many people are taking that advice because coincidentally today in the news, Safeguarding Ireland have said that only one-fifth of adults will report abuse by their own children. Yeah. So because it is, it is a. It's it embarrassing, is a, isn't it? Yeah, there's a stigma, you know, around it. It's, it's like, oh, what, what, what kind of parent are you that you would tolerate this from your child? You know, what's wrong with you? That kind of attitude exists out there. But see, and, and you know, the telling sign of that is in this email, by the way, in the very first paragraph, she said, over the last two years, my son has changed so much. Don't get me wrong, he's a good kid and so, and does so really well. He's not a good kid if he's hitting her, pushing her to the ground and stepping over or, or pushing her against the wall by the throat. He's not a good yeah. kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But she's def- yeah. you can see that she's by saying she loves him, he's a good kid, she's defending him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think reaching out to the GP and talking, talking to the GP for herself for maybe some counselling to help her come to terms with the fact that he's not actually a good kid if that's what he's doing. Yeah. Because it's a very difficult thing for a parent to, to say to themselves, yeah. you know, my kid is bad. Yeah, and, and, and as I said, you know, because I said it's embarrassing, it's kind of perceived to be embarrassing, but you shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. Nobody should be afraid no, to shouldn't. ask for help. No, and it's so important to do it as soon as you, as soon as you can because you, like, with us, we had no idea what was going on in the school. And it was because we got people involved very early on that we were able to sort of peel back the layers of what was going on and get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Um, so it's as much as much for her own sake as for his to get to get some professional help because there could be something going on that she's completely unaware of. That you know there could be something going on online. It could it could be drugs. 
you know, he may be taking drugs when she's not around. Mm-hmm. There could be all kinds of reasons for it. Um, but if, unless you find out why it's happening, it's very difficult to correct the problem. Well, listen, Morgan, all I can say is, and, and Kevin as well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Morgan, your honesty is overwhelming. And the way you told that story, and it's not a story, it's real life to you, of course, and real life to many people in your family and around you, but and particularly to your daughter as well, it may help somebody because there are other people listening today. You're not on your own and clearly we can yeah. see that's clear from what Kevin rang in straight away as well and obviously we have other calls that want to come on the air and talk about it as well. And obviously it's in the news today and we have the email. So it's clearly a huge problem. And by the way, not just a problem for young kids. You've got adult kids, you know, 40 or 50 years of age, abusing their 80-year-old parents. So it, this goes on throughout life, you know, just like domestic violence. But I appreciate your honesty and if that bit of honesty helps other people maybe to deal with the problem they're having and thinking, well, I'm not alone. Other people have gone through this. Well, it was worthwhile and worth talking yeah. to you. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Morgan. Uh, by the way, I will give out a number a little bit later on for Tussle, but Parentline, by the way, also have that particular course that Morgan spoke about, which is a course to help you deal with uh, a misbehaving child as a parent. And uh, you can contact Parentline on 01873500. That's 01873500. Um, text or WhatsApp, maybe you've been in that situation. Afraid of your own child. Hmm. The number is 087-188-008. You can WhatsApp or text us if you want to come on the air. You can call us right now, 0818-942-105. That lad sounds like he has anger issues or something. No, he needs to get like professional help. If he's willing to do that to his own mother at 14, what's he willing to do to a girlfriend or a wife when he gets older? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she needs to get that lad help. Yeah, you're right. You are right. About that woman who's being assaulted by her son, I think he needs counselling. Maybe he's very frustrated over his dad leaving. Yeah, I never thought of that aspect of it, you know, because a separation or a divorce can create huge difficulties for children. And the effect that it can have on them is just insurmountable. It really is. Let me go to Michelle. Michelle, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Michelle? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Michelle, I don't know whether you were listening to Morgan before the break, and, and I have never held such, heard such a heartfelt story, and I can, I can hear it in her voice that she loves her child, but terrified of her own child. Yeah, no, and I mean, I never was afraid of my son personally, but um, he did have anger issues as a child and growing up. Um, And, you know, he would get into trouble outside of the house, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and he had, you know, run-ins with the police and all that kind of thing. And And what age was he at that stage? Um, early teens, you know, okay. so yeah, okay. I'd say it kicked, it kicked in around, um, sixth class, really. So, okay. so when he was about yeah. 11 or 12, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and was it because he was hanging out with the wrong people or what was the reason he was managing to get himself into trouble so much? Mm, it was a mix. Um, a lot of it, I think, came down to self-esteem. You know, his own lack of self-esteem and kind of feeling like, you know, he wasn't good enough for certain things and that, you know, he was he was just going to kind of just yeah. do whatever. And, you know, that was that because um, he did kind of get in with with the wrong crowds. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of, you know, everybody's story. I guess, oh, hanging out with the wrong crowd. But well, at the well, same, well, same time, time, that is the reason, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think we have to we have to take a look at our own child as well and say, you know, 
maybe it's not them. Some, you know, sometimes it is just our our kid. Yeah. You know? maybe our child. Maybe our child is one of the wrong children as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because you know, it's not really fair. You know, if it's always happening, I'm kind of thinking. You know, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. You know, you know, birds of a feather. You know. <laughs> so, and what was he like? And what was he like at home then when he came home? You know, he'd be fine at home. Now he would raise his. You know, he could guess angry and raise his voice and okay. be like, "No," or he just wouldn't follow the rules. You know, wouldn't come home, would stay out past curfew. You know, just just wouldn't follow the rules. But he would never kind of, you know, never hit you or anything like that. No, 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 no. I was I was lucky in that respect. I mean, I can't imagine if I'd had that heart, you know, yeah. what's it, I mean, that's a whole other ball game. In other words, you, think, you always felt you were in control of the situation to some degree. Yes, to some yeah. degree. And he just wouldn't listen. Like, he'd, he'd just not come home versus, like, you know, fight me trying to get out the door or anything like that. He would just leave. I would I would never really kind of, I would never probably forcefully try to stop him either. Um, mm. So I don't know, like, if I had tried to actually stop him from going, you know, what if he would have done anything. I, I don't think so. He just wasn't like that with me. Um, or with his stepdad, but but he could get really angry, and that could get really scary. Um, Can I ask you a question? If it's not too personal, right? Sure. And if it is personal, please tell me and to mind me home business. But you mentioned the word stepdad, and yeah. obviously his own father. You you split up with his own father at some point earlier in, in your life. yeah. His own father was never involved. Okay, so fair enough. And yeah. his do, do you find that this may become an issue with with step parents that sometimes maybe a stepdad is afraid to get involved or not afraid to get involved, maybe feels, well, it's not my child and should I really yeah. intervene here? Do I have the authority to, you know, to discipline this child? Is that ever an issue? Was that an issue in your relationship? Well, I can say, you know, not so much in mine, but I grew up with a stepfather and I can honestly say that my mom very much kept discipline separate, you know, so he, so he had no control over me. Okay. And I was a very bad kid. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So okay. I was a so the apple the didn't, fall and, apart, didn't fall apart. Didn't fall apart. No, but no. I was much more uh, physically aggressive. But see, that's what I grew up with. My mother was very physically aggressive, you know, and her family was physically aggressive. That's what I what's what I knew was that you just you know you explode, you you scream, you shout, you to throw get your stuff. own way. Yeah. Yeah, and and. That's so. That's how I grew up, and I was fairly determined to not be like that with my son. So that really helped. And my, and my husband is a very calm person as well. Okay. And I kind of allowed him to have a say, but I do think that that can be a problem, and that really becomes a couple issue. Okay. Where, well, I, where, well, it's just a thing that we should say. I think yeah. to every couple out there who have got together, you know, you know, after you've had kids, maybe a second marriage or whatever. I think it's really important that you have that conversation with your new partner or your new husband or whatever it is that, listen, we've got two kids. Yes, they're my children, but you have the right to discipline those children and you have my full authority to discipline those children because they're living under the same roof as you and me. An important thing to say to have that conversation. Anyway, Yes, and you need to be on the same page about discipline as well. Of course, absolutely. You should be treating them like your own children if you're living under the same roof with them and you're responsible for them. Um, But the other thing is, so moving forward then, how is he now? Well, um, as an adult, he, he was fine for the most part. I mean, he had a lot of issues growing up um, mm. with, you know, just getting, again, you know, drugs and, uh, you know, all of kind of the wrong crowd. 
Um, you know, he went into rehab, but then he was great after that. But he just, he's always, he, so yeah, there was a lot of mental health issues there. So that was another key thing was getting him involved in the mental health system so that he could get help. Um, and, and was I he doing outdoor that, stuff? Was he doing football, GA, hurling, or was he doing some out, outdoor um, stuff? He was. He would start stuff but never really finish. You know, he wanted to go out and hang okay. out with his party friends and do those okay. things. And, yeah. no, you know, okay. so that was a, always a struggle. You know, you, you can only, you can't really force them to do things they don't want to do. And, and trying to find the one thing that, that fits can be really difficult because not everybody's into sports and not everybody's into, you know, the same kinds of things that... Mm we wish that they would be into. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. But to be fair, just stay there for a second because Tommy, in a similar situation as well, um, oh, sorry, Tommy, yeah, you're not. You're basically saying um, basically there should be a, a programme similar to the ones in the United States, which Michelle, I can detect from her accent, uh, may be familiar with. Yeah. Um, Tommy, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Tommy? How are you? Love the show. Thanks very much indeed, Tommy. I mean, you think there should be programmes set up similar yeah, to the ones I- in the US? I've seen it on, on obviously, TV. They're, they're, they're crazy programs, but they, feel, they, they actually work, you know. They, they're brought in, you know, they could be boot uh, camps, drug abuse. Like. Yeah, well, it's, well yeah. It's, we sent my it, son to a boot camp. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like a program, you know, five, yep. five to ten lads and women. They go into the prison. The prisoners actually scare them, you know, as if to say, oh, yeah, you're going to be here. Program. That's <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. So it's in America, I think there should, so it should be something like that in Ireland. No, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but I don't know. There are cases where that may help. I don't know. But I. Yeah. But there are cases where I think that might do actually more damage than I, some yeah, sort of psychological damage. And, yeah, and well, I, I come from a counselling background, and, you know, that can be, it can work for some and not for others. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I know at, yeah. at the end where, you know, there was there was kids, you know, physically, their mothers and stuff, um, where at the end they'd go into like such like a morgue and their mother is lying on a, on a morgue table and they start to realise like if you went too far, this is what could happen, you know? God. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, Jeez, it's, that would uh, scare you for life to see it, something like it that. It would, but I, I, I think now it would turn them around. You know what I mean? Because I think, I think talking we, to someone now, I don't think it'll work. You know what I mean? If he's doing it now behind closed doors, but he's an angel outside, you know what I mean? Uh, it's something that she need, really needs to think about. Sorry, Michelle, what were you trying to say there? Well, I, I just I think that, unfortunately, if you've got something going on behind closed doors like that, that, that needs to be addressed. This is a, yeah, a child that needs to be in therapy. And this is also, they need to be figuring out, you know, Questions need to be asked of this child, of, you know, what, what do they want out of life? What do they see? You know, because the other thing that I think that, that we focus on too much is this kind of, this narrow way of thinking that you're going to go to school, you're going to go to college, you're going to do, you know, and, and not everybody is built like that. There needs to be more, a more of a push to trades and, and to other areas where people can feel successful yeah. and, and, and and flourish. Well, everybody's expected to be a follower. You know, when you're a child, you're more or less told you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, you meet a girl, you get married, you have kids, and you die. So, and for some we're that works, and for some yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's not always the way life works out, but we're kind of no. told that's the way life should be. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, on a, on, a, on a personal, um, I was, when I was younger, my mom and dad split up when I was young, and I had a lot of anger issues. A mm. lot, a lot of anger issues. Yeah. Um, and I used, I never used to hit my dad or mom. But I used to take it out with my siblings. You know, I used to fight mm. them, and it got physical. And the only way my dad realized he knew a guard, I was brought into an interrogation, and I was shouted at by two or three guards. And mm. to be honest, it worked. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. You know? It's that scare yeah. factor of what could happen. You know what I mean? It's 
you know, yep. it's, yeah, it, it worked for me. Okay. All right, well, listen, thank you very much to both of you, Michelle, and good luck in the future, Michelle. Thank you very much indeed. And Tommy, uh, lots of people text again. Somebody says, now, I'm an 81-year-old woman, and I'm afraid of my 50-year-old son. He terrifies me so much that I have now been isolated in my own home um, because I'm afraid to go out and I'm afraid to do anything. He spends my pension. He do- Well, look, you're now getting into a very dodgy situation where the guards should be involved in situations like that, but I don't know how useful the guards are in situations like that unless you make a complaint. Um, but that there is no doubt, I don't want to go too much into your email or your message there, but there is no doubt that elder abuse, or when we say elder, we, once a person's over 65, I suppose they're referred to as elder, aren't they? People being afraid of their adult children, not just their 13 or 14 year olds, but their adult children, children who are 40 or 50 years of age, terrifying their 70 and 80 year old mothers or fathers, you know, because they're looking for money and they're looking for part of the will. And the inheritance, usually. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. As Tommy was talking about before the break there, he was suggesting programmes. Other people have said similar situations as well. But let me go to Michelle. Michelle, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Michelle? Hi, Niall. Good, thanks. I was just saying through there, I kind of missed the start of it, email, but she kind of kept me up to speed there. I just heard the end of it. Mm. And in, in relation to adult abuse, I suppose, by children, what is the best way of dealing with that, do you think? Um, absolutely from a needs perspective, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a child and it's absolutely not okay. I want to reiterate that's what he's doing. You know, it, it is, um, abuse and it's terrifying, I'm sure. But ultimately, you know, he is a child and his brain development won't be done until he's 25. So mm. he has another 11 years, you know, we're talking before he even has the capacity to be fully emotionally regulated. I mean, you're a psychotherapist, so you've a better understanding probably of the brain and uh, the emotions of a child and how that works and how it all fits together with the most of us. And, you know, Morgan, in the, who told her story so eloquently at the start of the show about how she was afraid of her own daughter, and in the email, this woman is afraid of her own son. I mean, how can you, in your own head, you know, justify the love that you have for those children and say, oh, they're a good kid, I love them to bits, but I'm terrified of them because they beat me every now and again. I mean, how can you do something about that? How that That's extremely difficult for a parent to get their own child into trouble, isn't it? Absolutely. And and I'm a mother of two boys myself, so I suppose I don't look at things in a good versus bad perspective, just like I wouldn't with adults. So an adult comes in, they say they're hitting their child, um, which I hear a lot of, you know, or a partner doing something to another partner. First of all, we got to say, like, it's not allowed, it's not okay, what's going on, what are you not able to articulate or express, what isn't, what need isn't being met, and we have to, ultimately, we have to keep people safe, so... You know, as I say to every client that comes in, unless you discuss harming yourself or somebody else, then we have to do things. So we look at what's going on. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize him as bad. I would look at what is going on. If the child, because he is a child, can't talk or articulate that, creative therapy, play therapy is a great way. You know, I have adolescents coming in. I might say that it's play therapy to them. I might sit down and talk with them. We might um, draw things like, you know, um, something that's upsetting you, tell me how your week was, draw a picture of yourself, how do you see yourself versus how does other people see you, different things, and straight away they're projecting how they feel and how they think about the world they're in. Um, and I mentioned to I left that WhatsApp, but the same-sex parent is the main role model in a child's life. 
whether they're there or not. So if, if and I, Ruth did mention that she was a single mom, which of course makes it all the more difficult. Because there isn't a male role model in the, in the child's life. Is, is that a problem? I mean, I know it can be a problem. and It's more of a difficult battle, I suppose, if you're on your own dealing with a situation. It is, but yeah. what meaning does the child attach to that? The fact that the father isn't there. Does he feel abandoned? Does he feel rejected? Is he self-concept and self-esteem impacted because of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time parents try to protect child's feelings by not talking about the topics and not talking about things. And I suppose something I, I always say is talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about that. And, um, you know, there's a great book, The Whole Brain Child, and they talk about how... Like, it's okay to say to him, do you miss your dad not being here? You know, that, that that's yeah, sort of, it's okay absolutely. to say that. Yeah. You know, what do you think about... Have you Do you think about your dad not being here? Have you any questions? Um, mm. You know, there's loads of, of ways to broach topics. And, I mean, even for the mom to go to counselling herself, and it's not that I'm seeing her as the issue, but to get support and stuff for that... You know, there's a lovely um, um, evidence-based parenting course called Circle of Security. Now, that does talk about dealing with needs up to six years old, but um, the resource centres, you know, primary care have lovely things for helping parents. They do lots of workshops or stuff like that, because at the end of the day, he is 14. And I mean, you, you see these things with can. So, you know, doctors might refer him into that, but then you're talking about putting him into the system. So... Mm. What will that be like for him? Is the system will it be suitable? Um, the but can I ask? Can I ask? Question? I, I have thirty seconds left here, and I'm sorry to rush you because it's so interesting listening to what you have to say, Michelle. But is every I, maybe I shouldn't be using the word fixable, but it's probably not the right word to use. But is every child's you know issues and psychological issues fixable? Are they all fixable? It's it's really individual, Niall. That would be a sweeping generalization for me to say they are. Um, I, I suppose I don't talk, people don't need to be fixed, they need to be heard and they mm. need skills and techniques and resources and support and talking and to feel heard, that's what they need, they don't need to be fixed, you know. But so can they get, can they get back, can people get their mental health back to where it was before this started? You know, I'm, I'm assuming she said it's in the last two years, so I'm assuming this started when he was about 12 years of age. So I obviously can't get back to when he was 12 years of age, but his behaviour. Yeah. Can can she get him back to that point again? Can she have her son back? I suppose that's what she's crying out for, isn't it? Look, we're always developing. We're always evolving. I suppose what we do is we integrate the parts. Yeah. Now that this has happened to you, this experience, how do we live with it in a, in okay. a healthy way? That's the bottom. That's the goal. I Michelle, think. it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you very much indeed. You're a fountain of knowledge. Thanks. I appreciate you coming on the air. There's Michelle, who's a psychotherapist. And that is the way to deal with it from a psychological point of view. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.